band in human history? No, shut up. Hey, this is Joe Ramon here, and you're listening to CJSW 90.9 FM. What are you, 34, 35? Why don't you cut your hair and grow up? You want to know why Joey Ramon's my hero? Because people like you never managed to grind him down. They never stole his spirit. He never gave in, never gave up, and never sold out. Right till his last breath. Guys like that, they live forever.
Oh, yeah, slipping away with a little mud, honey. On a Saturday night in the city of Calgary, you must be tuned to your weekly indulgence of the Nocturne Table with Christine here at CJSW, pumping it out to 18,000 mighty watts and heard at 90.9 megahertz on your FM dial. Tell us TV, channel 7065, for those of you who get that. Well, uh, start off in style, as I mentioned, uh, with a little bit of honey from their album Vanishing Point. But don't worry, we're not going anywhere. The track there was called Slipping Away, and maybe that's something that uh, you're dealing with on a snowy Saturday night. But uh, don't fear, if you're white-knuckling it, you got a friendly voice here. And two hours of piping hot variety core coming down the pipe, including my exclusive interview with John Wright. Of Dead Bob, that's right, former No Means No Glory, coming to Calgary and performing at the Palomino. We'll be talking to him in uh, the next two hours. And of course, that means we've got to play some punk rock music, which means I'm going to be very, very busy in the booth. All right, short songs for short attention spans here on the Nocturne Table.
Okay, here's something simple. Finally, winding up here, Timothy Leary. Do the guys with LSD get the most chicks? The vulgar sordidness of that question is is Olympic. Getting chicks. I mean, what does that mean, getting chicks? I mean, that is a very vulgar uh, 50s term. Man, you are out of it. You really are out of it. All right. Thanks so much, Timothy Leary. And do-do-do-do-do. Me too. <laughs> <laughs>
If you sing along with this song, you may need to wash your mouth with soap. told you it was going to be a busy show, and so it has been here on the Nocturne Table. We heard from Class, uh, a little track there called Between the Lines, which is something you should attempt to do if you're out there driving, even if you have to make said lines up. Not that Class knows anything about that. They're from Tucson, Arizona. Also in there, Sonic Youth, Saplan Pour Moi, and Shiv and the Carvers, Strad Toronto, some queer roller punk for you and only got one body. Also in there, the amazing Nardwar, the human serviette, and the evaporators, Gassy Jack, from his Gassy Jack and Other Tales album, uh, do pop on over to his Nocturne, um, his, sorry, YouTube channel. 
It's a different kind of turntable. It's a video turntable uh, where you can see him interview um, Steve Turner from Mud Honey and John Wright from Dead Bob. And I'll be talking to Dead Bob coming up in the second half of our hour here. Uh, we also heard from Autogram. Why do we dance? That's the question that they pose. Uh, probably because you're on Stomp Records. I'm saying that's a good start. Uh, they're out of Vancouver. That's from their third LP. And uh, Why Do We Dance comes from an album called Music That Humans Can Play. So, you know, very, very accessible. And round things out there, Finger, Tainted Love, as we dip in to the next set here with a little band called Wet Dip. That's right. Straight out of Austin into your ear holes here on the Nocturne Table.
call it trip hop. You can call it techno. You can call it house. But there's one thing that I know, and it's all just disco. And disco showed us suck. Yeah, it sucks. River she's ain't music. And a chicken ain't no duck. When drum machines don't get drunk. Try to start a fight. Sneak around the back door and try to screw your wife. You ain't got no live drummer. Dude, just disco, dude. The machine ain't music. And a chicken ain't no raccoon. Well, is shitty. It's all just machines. It's all just disco. And disco still does suck. Smells like shit. Smells like shit. Smells like shit. 
of money. That's the smell of money.
90s request for the Killing Moon going out on CJSW. Wow, what a set. We heard from uh, Dion London. I walk away from his new Systems Edge straight out of Brooklyn with his 90s sound. Mojo Nixon and the Toad Lickers, a loving tribute to the man who recently passed. Machines Ain't Music got my mojo working from the real Saw Gray Blue. And as promised, Wet Dip. Kill Floor from their Smell of Money as I mentioned last week, if you want to know what that is, uh, watch the movie The Magic Christian. Also in there, Feeling Figures, the name of the band, the track, Movement, that came to us from the, their album Migration Magic. And then an oldie but a goodie from Vancouver, Pointed Sticks, remember them? The Marching Song from their album Perfect Youth. And round that off with a little bit of Bloodshot Bill. Yep, he's still at it, cranking out the Psycho Billy. We are a track there called You Gotta. You Gotta Laugh at the fact that we're listening to The Killing Moon. Punk goes 90. That's what happens. Up next, we're going to hear from a band out of Edmonton called The Not Know Hows, but I'm pretty sure they little know about a little bit of something about pulling out some punk rock, especially live off the floor. And then up next, we're going to hear my interview with punk rock legend John Wright coming to town with Dead Bob. That's right, John Wright of No Means No Fame. Had the pleasure of sitting down with him on the advent of his 62nd birthday. Punk is dad. Stick around. Lots more to come here on the Nocturne Table.
Dead Bob was not a plan. Dead Bob was not a plan. Well, I mean, it's a plan now. We're trying to plan. Plan B. Plan, plan, yeah. Plan We're Bob. catching up on the planning department. <laughs> so, um, you know, when did it kind of start, uh, you know, fermenting this idea in your in your mind? Like, maybe I could do something solo. Was it kind of that... Uh, pandemic downtime that, you know, uh, totally 100% yeah? pandemic downtime. Yeah. I was, uh, uh, you know, I, my, we, no means no, um, uh, my brother more or less retired kind of 2015, 16, we kind of went, uh, I think we're done. And, um, uh, you know, the last thing we did as, uh, Tommy and Robbie and I were at, was at the breakout West, um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing, the Western Canadian Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, nice. uh, which was uh, was nice to be uh, uh, recognized. And, and but that was kind of it. We did some Handsome Brothers, and then uh, my brother, as a young family, he started very late, and he was about this age. I thought, uh, you know what? I don't think I want to sit in and be away from home for months on end. So, uh, so it kind of came to an end, and I was busy with the robot. Uh, in Berlin, the band called Compressor Head. I'm not sure if you're aware of that project. I love it. Uh, um, it's so Einsterzende. <laughs> <laughs> that was an incredible project, I tell you. That was just wild. And it was four years. That took four oh, wow. years to get that done and that album done. Yep. Um, they literally had to build two more robots and <laughs> really had to perfect the programming and um, yeah, it was it was it was it was incredible. It was an experience as a songwriter too. It was like really because they, the robots only do what you're programmed them to do. Every mm-hmm. every last thing they do is is they 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 have to be prompted, um, all MIDI driven and and um, so really having to deconstruct rock and roll so to build the nuance so that they they had a feel and not be robotic. The whole idea was to be uh, a band of robots that play in punk rock who kind of don't know they're robots. Um, so it was a really fascinating project from that point of view. Fun fun songs to write and uh, had a great time. And I was kind of doing that and then started a pub, unfortunately, uh, at the wrong possible time, <laughs> like nine months before COVID. And that really, you know, um, took over my life. Uh, as anybody who runs a small business will tell you. And uh, and I really wasn't doing much musically at that point. Uh, um, but, you know, since uh, the, you know, going back into the Naomi Snow days and, and, and all through the 2010s, I still had lots of demos and music that I had. Um, and when COVID rolled around, you know, everything ground to a halt at the pub and suddenly I had some time on my hands and um, like a lot of people and like, oh, I'm going to kind of, revisit a lot of this music for fun. Um, a lot of the demos were, you know, the drumming was loops or program drums and whatnot. So it's like, well, I'll start by maybe replacing things with real drums and kind of learning and practicing the songs on my own, just on GarageBand. Uh, you know, that whole mm. album, Lifelike, is recorded on GarageBand. Oh, wow. Uh, mixed on Logic Pro, but all recorded on GarageBand. Uh, the drums are just a stereo track. They're not multi-tracked, and um, uh, but I was really enjoying what I was doing. I was enjoying the sound. The songs were coming; they're starting to sound like songs. And you know, once you start adding the the real instruments and whatnot, my guitar playing is a bit rudimentary, but 
you know, I was cobbling together these songs. And uh, but I was still very busy and focused on the pub. And uh, uh, but that was all starting to wane. And I was, and then it then it just occurred to me that okay, well, um, I like a bunch of this stuff. You know, it might be fun just to self-release mm-hmm. uh, a project. And uh, I'd mentioned this to a few people, and everyone was like, yeah, 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 you should, you should, you should. And a lot of enthusiasm. Uh, on a, I made an announcement on Facebook and a bunch of, you know, more than a bunch, a few thousand responses like, yes. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so that's, it, that's all it really was, was just kind of a vanity project in some ways and kind of revisiting old songs. Some of which were like white stone eyes, for instance, written by my brother, the text. And it was a song that Robbie and I were working on. Uh, I, we didn't even start with Tom. We didn't really get that far, but this is back when we were demoing for uh, No Means No's album, 2000, uh, No Means No 1, back in 2000. Uh, uh, just another collaboration, but mm-hmm. one that just didn't, 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 didn't go anywhere. We abandoned it and moved on to other stuff. So, I, But I always liked the song and had it, and so here I have a demo, and um, and I have the words, and uh, so I just created it myself. I just and uh, lifelike, uh, which is the title of the album is, of course, is a No Means No song, or was released uh, on uh, Dance of the Headless Bourgeoisie. But it was also kind of obscure. I don't even think it was on the CD. I, it was like a, a bonus track on the double vinyl <laughs> or something. <laughs> It quickly was uh, uh, relegated to the, to the to the shelves. I think we played it live a little bit, but uh, when we still had Ken Kempster on drums and I would play the keyboards, I think we played it, tried to. It was a good recording of, version of it, but uh, in this sifting through all this music, I came across the original demo I made and went, ah, you know what? I'd like to recreate this song kind of more in the pop way it was written and with the idea of being uh, with Selena Martin sang for me. It has a wonderful voice to have sort of more unisex sound to it. And uh, 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 so I just did it. Again, it's a bit of a, just of a vanity thing. I'd like to recreate the song in the way it, in the way I thought it should be. I was, No Means No was great, but I think No Means No was the wrong band for this song, mm-hmm. if, you, if you know what I mean. Uh, and then it yeah, just ended up, I don't know, I'll put it on the album, and then, and of course, titled the album after it. So these songs all kind of got called together, and there was no, as I said, there was no plan. Uh, just, hey, I've got an album, I'll call myself Dead Bob, and, <laughs> and throw it out there. And then, you know, the... Uh, just as I was getting this all completed, the pub finally did cack and, and we had to close. And and then I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> what am I going to do now? <laughs> well, maybe I, maybe I should just form a band and play all this stuff. So that's kind of how it all started, you know, fumbling together. Brewer, producer, musician, and uh, and then you started kind of, you know, assembling a cohort to uh, kind of bring this stuff to fruition on stage as well. Um, yeah. So how did you go about narrowing down from a list of thousands, you know, uh, how did you cast the the different roles? I was really pleased to see that you have Colin from Pigment Vehicle contributing. Um, yeah. When you think of bands that have uh, strong vocalist drummers, that's always been one of my favorites. Well, uh, 
in the final stages of completing the album, there were certain things on it that I wanted replaced. A, a digital horns, mm-hmm. uh, I wanted real horns. Uh, some guitar playing was pretty sloppy and a bit beyond me. Uh, so I wanted that cleaned up. Um, and, a, and a number of these old songs uh, and demos I had didn't have lyrics because I'm not a super prolific lyricist. Uh, when I collaborated with Rob and No Means No, um, often it would be I would have musical ideas and he would put a voice to them. He would write words, and sing, and and uh, we we created a lot of songs together mm-hmm. that way. So on my own, uh, I find myself a little lacking in the in the in the vocals department, uh, um, writing wise. And I and I and, and it's and I don't envision these as instrumental songs. And and I, although I like instrumental songs, I. You know, often when I write in my mind, I I hear vocals and I hear what uh, uh, singing and whatnot. So uh, uh, year, a couple of years ago, I was farmed out some songs to some friends. One being Ford Pier, um, mm-hmm. who I've done a lot of work with over the years with Showbiz Giants and DOA and his own stuff. And, and he's a good friend and he's a quite a prolific writer. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, you know, I got these songs, got no words, maybe got some ideas. And uh, and so he was writing some lyrics for me, and, and we ended up creating that song. Um, uh, uh, that was too easy, uh, which ended up on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, and Byron Slack from Invasive, the Invasive. Do you know this band? Mm-hmm, yes. Awesome, awesome band. And uh, you know, No Meets No and Hanson Brothers played tons of shows with them. Know him very well. His brother Adam, and and of course. Uh, uh, Hans, the other Adam, the drummer. But uh, Byron and I collaborated on a song for uh, for the Robots as well. And uh, and I've been talking to him years for years about songs. Like we, we exchanged some demos and and uh, and we came up with that song, uh, "Just Breathe," the opening track mm-hmm. that's written with Byron and myself. And Byron uh, has since become uh, partners with uh, Christy Liaudet from the band Wrong, uh, not to be mistaken with our album, but Wrong R O N G. Oh uh, yeah, big fan and, for sure. Yeah, love great. Wrong. She's fantastic. Yeah. And she's plays trumpet and she's guitar and she's a, a force on stage and 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 uh, and, a, and one and wonderful. So she came up and played some horns and with Byron and did some backing vocals, sort of helped tidy up the album a little there um and of course but my, my son played a little bit on it and um uh selena as i mentioned selena martin sang on a song so we kind of got this thing together and then when it was like well maybe we do this live so we just discussed it amongst you know byron and christy like well, well would you be interested do you want to try making a band and playing this stuff and ford as well and they were all like yeah uh we're down let's 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 try Byron is working his ass off for the Portland Hotel Society, and uh, which is just another, you know, soul-crushing, busy, you know, hard job to do. He's a manager, and uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that society, but they're basically dealing with uh, the Lower East Side of Vancouver and the drug addicted, the homeless, and, and um, it's it's. You know, it's a it's a heavy job. Yes, I assume that's what they were referring to when they said you were working in the wilds of BC. But no, it turns no, out it was no. Lund. <laughs> uh, no, I was referring to Lund. Out in the woods where I live. Ah, uh, yeah, East Hastings is the real wilds of BC. Yeah, yeah, another jungle. Yeah, mm-hmm. another one. 
And so he was really down to get involved with the uh, uh, and Bezos still play. They just released an album last year, which is another great album. Uh, and they play, but infrequently. And, um, and Christy is busy with her band, Wrong, and she teaches and whatnot. But she was down, and Ford was, you know, he hasn't done Vengeance Trio, kind of broke up six years ago now, actually. We realized that. Uh, was it six years? Yeah, something like that. And he's been working at Red Cat Records and doing his own stuff and still active musically. But he was, I think, ready to do do a fun project, do a project like this. And he was really interested in doing keyboards and not playing guitar. Nice. And uh, So, yeah, we all just kind of said, well, let's give it a go. And Colin lives here in yeah. London. Uh, and he was one of my partners at the bar, and I was involved with him in a coffee shop that he started here. Nice. So I kind of got busy with Colin outside of music mm-hmm. when I moved up to this area and got to know him better. I, I knew of him before, of course, but we weren't like we were more acquaintances than friends and our close friends. And so I've gotten to be good friends with him up here and done a lot of stuff with him up here. And he was kind of the same, just burnt out with uh, the failing businesses and, and whatnot. It's like, you know, I really want to play music again too. And so, um, so he picked up the bass, like after 25 years, having not played and, you know, seriously. And, uh, and he's right here. So him and I can actually rehearse the, the, Ford, Byron, and Christie, of course, live down in the Lower Mainland, and mm-hmm. we can't just get together on a regular basis. So, so, so Colin said, "Okay, well, let's start learning these songs." And Colin and I started practicing together here in, in London, and then we would go down once a month and get all together. It was a bit slow trying to get it all figuring out how we sound as a band and how we're going to play together, and we're loud as fuck. And <laughs> these little closets that people practice in down in the city and. Uh, yeah, it was a little struggle kind of getting her going, but uh, we booked these shows in BC in, in November, December, three, nine shows over three weekends. And uh, uh, so that was okay, we got to be ready, we got to do it. And now and, you're hopping on a little tour. Yeah, so, well, that was kind of the testing ground. Yeah. Can we do this? Uh, can we be a band? Can we be any good? Um, and uh, uh, the answer was yes to all those questions Woo-hoo. i mean it was rough but uh, uh we pulled it off and um uh, uh, so it's like okay well let's 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 get busy and so um we've been busy booking up this year and try to do as much as we can we were planning we were hoping to go down to california in march because it's far more pleasant weather <laughs> Indeed, yes. February, March is usually a go south time time of year, uh, but we were a little too late. The border, of course, and the visas and all that, it just wasn't possible. So, well, we don't want to be idle, so let's go, let's go out to the prairie. So, there's lots of folks when we were getting going. Like, when are you coming out to Saskatoon? When are you coming to Regina? Absolutely, their uh, their losses are gain, John. Uh, what kind of music do you usually have here? Oh, we got both kinds. We got country and western. CGSW, broadcasting at 90.9 FM in Calgary, Alberta. We got both kinds of music here.
Oh, yeah. Rocking right along and keeping it punk here on the Nocturne Table, CJSW 90.9 FM. Heard the first half of my interview with John Wright of Dead Bob and No Means No fame. And uh, we heard from the No Not House. Listen up live from their album, Who? Also, Dead Bob, John Wright's new band, uh, White Stone Eyes, one of the tracks he mentioned there in the interview from their new album, Lifelike, came out in April of 2023. Also in there, The Digits, doing a loving rendition of uh, Police Truck. You know, I think Jello would have been very proud of that. From Virus 100 and DOA, Kill Kill, This Is Pop, recorded back on the 23rd of December, 1978. Going on in the background, Calgary's own Cripple Creek Fairies, curling up and die, ing, as they like to do. I'm going to head back into the second half of my interview shortly. It's only 10 minutes. Stick around and you'll hear some more Dead Bob and a bunch of other good stuff. We're here till 10 on the Nocturne Table. In John. Um, and you're going to you're going to be landing at the Palomino on March 8th performing yeah. with Calgary Icons the motherfuckers and Meds who are you persuading to go on the road with you will your son Aiden be joining you uh it, like what the band to perform yeah it'll be the five of us all right this is i described the full uh, cadre on keyboards Byron's on guitar Ford also uh, uh, uh and Christy Leonda and guitar and trumpet and keyboards and Collins playing bass, myself on drums. And Ford also, who he started out musically as a kid in band playing French horn. His, and his, his father was a trombone player as a, and a music teacher. So, yeah. And so we were talking about a horn section. I've written songs. And he's like, well, okay, well, I'll go get a trombone and start to learn how to play it. He's amazing. So, yeah, yeah. He picked up a trombone. And so we got uh, him and... Christy being our horn section when required. Very nice. Uh, yeah. Ten, so. ten step program, 11 step peer. Um, <laughs> so, so you're bringing it all together. And it, it's really remarkable, this album, that um, Lifelike, uh, was released almost a year ago. Um, and it's, as you mentioned, from the archive, so kind of spanning the decades from old to new. And I guess, you know, just listening to you talk about it, that's why it's so, so not necessarily timeless, but errorless. Uh, you know, there's there's not really a a, a a period you can pin the album to. Uh, yeah, uh, and I guess for those reasons, I mean, it, without a doubt, I mean, there's a no means no actual song on it, and Robbie's song White Stone Eyes. So it, it, there's definitely a, a the, the no means no sound is in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where I come from. You know, Thirty years of playing that, playing with my brother, and what I enjoy doing. Uh, you know, something intense, loud. Uh, but then there's some straight up punk songs, um, pop punk. Uh, you know, like uh, make believe world. This is this is pop punk as it gets. Uh, you know, a party of one is is my Brazilo song. <laughs> one of you so, is yeah, a is a it. sonic orgy. Um. You, you really? What? Sorry. One of you is a sonic orgy. You guys really? One of you. I think one of you is the most dead Bob of them all. It yes. doesn't fit into any other. It doesn't. It's, it's so you though. It just. Kinda, but... It's so exciting and experimental, and like I just imagine what joy you get out of playing it. Yeah, it's really fun, and it's one 
that is one that it's often remarked. People uh, remark on that song uh, as being their favorite or standout, and I think it's because it's kind of like, wow, this is uh, it doesn't yeah it doesn't fall into a category, and that and that being not like even a no means no category. Uh, and that song was literally written from a uh, Apple snare drum loop. <laughs> <laughs> So we can thank Apple for there their for their loops. That that entire song was born by finding this little Brazilian that that snare riff, and I went, "This is a fucking great snare riff. I love this." And I just strung it out and started to create a song out of it. I think the rob- robots are starting to have a, an effect on you. It's like <laughs> an episode of Black Mirror or something. Now they're getting you to write songs. Well, I learned a lot about songwriting. Uh, working with the robots. It was very, very interesting. Well, I like it what it says on your band camp, uh, you know, 50 years of uh, being a drummer, 45 years of songwriting, uh, and, you know, 30 years of touring and uh, brewing. That's quite the resume, sir. You are experienced. <laughs> yeah. Checkbox. Checkbox, right. Yes, uh, and, and of course, all these folks I'm working with are extremely talented and good writers amongst themselves. Um, um, mm-hmm. You know, our set, uh, you, well, there's only nine songs on the record. Uh, uh, so we're doing a lot of different stuff as well. We're playing some uh, of Byron's and Ford's and Christie's music. Uh, not playing the Pigment Vehicle song at the moment, but um, <laughs> uh, and some covers and, of course, um, some no means no songs. Mm, may I suggest uh, Pigment Vehicles smoking a piece of your brain in a pipe made from your love's ball and socket? <laughs> That's okay. a good one. I'll mention weddings, I'll bat mitzvahs. What what record is that on? Oh, I think it's on Perfect Cop Mustache, but I, it could be a self titled as well. Could be, yeah, yeah. That was kind of their their <laughs> album, you know, that uh, kind of summed them up really well. Oh, yes. So, you know, having dug through your songbook, uh, I assume, you know, you limited yourself to nine on the last album. You know, what what, what do you kind of see yourself doing next? Are you going to kind of keep turning those scrapbook pages and building up old songs? Or do you kind of feel like yeah. it's going to go in a new direction? Uh, no, the next album is, is done, more or less. Oh, wow. Uh, same thing, um, uh, kind of pulling from the from the from the archives, uh, I literally had. I, I, I have. Well, the second album, I have basically three albums uh, of material, all of them, whatever uh, um, state of completion. Holy and shit. and still some other stuff that I wouldn't even do for Dead Bob because mm-hmm. I, I like writing other kinds of music as well. They not really would be Dead Bob material. Um, so it's just tons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as I said, I'm, I'm working with these folks, and they're all um, great songwriters in their own right, and, and performers and musicians. So I don't even know where Dead Bob can go. When, you know, Okay, now we're a band. What are we going to do as a band? Mm-hmm. Not simply just uh, 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 you know, pulling from, from all, all, my, all my own songs. Yeah, well, now, Dead, Dead Bob is very much alive. It's, it's, but uh, yeah, uh, this is this is stuff we haven't even begun to explore yet. Writing together or uh, uh, approaching an album uh, as a band like that. 
Well, you guys sound very vibrant and, you know, energetic and it, you know, it doesn't come off as uh, anything that's, that's redundant. Uh, you know, it, it may be um, derivative, but uh, in a good way, in the best way. And well, and, and, and the other thing is when I did decide to, to, to go like, let's be a band and play the, the last thing I want to be is no means no 2.0. Mm. And I really am not into the sort of punk rock nostalgia thing. And, <laughs> and although, although it's great, there's a lot of these bands still playing and getting out there again. It's awesome music, but I wouldn't go out and just sort of, okay, here I'm going to, you know, regurgitate all, all your favorites. You know, it's like, no, uh, I'm not really a nostalgic person in that way. Um, and so I don't want to do this unless this is new music, new ideas, fresh, fun things that I'm really enjoying and that everyone in the band is also enjoying. It's like, uh, uh, I mean, enjoying because it's new and um, I don't want to be uh, uh, trapped in in a a bygone era. Uh, Preserved in amber. (laughs) Yes. Uh, You know, obviously, um, you know, I have, this is the way I write. This is the way I play. But these are a new a new combination of noise. <laughs> That's right, and uh, you know, um, no means no is filed under noise rock. I noticed in some instances, which I thought noise was rather rock. novel. Oh, got kind of noisy. It's for <laughs> jazz core, that That's was right. the one, and math rock. I keep saying like, yeah, no means no is invented math rock. What? What? Uh, okay. <laughs> And I said, okay. I said, well, yes, I guess once we released an album called Zero Plus Two Equals One, <laughs> I guess we're math rock. It's the best math there is. No gods, no masters, no stage diving. You know, the <laughs> next phase of No Means No is upon us in the form of Dead Bob, and he's very much alive. So we're grateful for that and grateful for your time today on your birthday of all days. Thank you so much. On my birthday, yes. Uh, and it's so much going on. I, I, it just... Just to mention, too, of course, Alternative Tentacles has now begun releasing all the Momiso back catalog. Oh, lovely. It's uh, imminent, and uh, and Sex Mad is next on the docket, and they want to get through it all. And then Jason Lamb's book, uh, 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 From Obscurity to Oblivion, has done really, really well. And it's a good book. I, I purposely, I don't want to, I told him, I don't want to see anything until it's all printed and hand me a copy. And, uh, and it's really good. It's kind of an oral history. It's just interviews. He did like 500 interviews, and he had like 20,000 images to sift through and just got such a response. And and uh, it's doing really well. People are really enjoying it. So a lot of irons are hot at this moment in the No Means No world. Yeah. And uh, so getting out there playing, I guess it was pretty good timing. Got a strike while it's hot. Yeah, bad.
Rocking right along here. You are tuned to the dulcet tones of the Nocturne Table with Christine. Let me run down what we've been listening to over the last half hour or so. Well, we heard part two of my interview with John Wright of Dead Bob, formerly of No Means No. Dead Bob will be uh, coming to Calgary. They're going to be at the Palomino next Friday, March 8th, uh, performing with uh, Mr. Awesome, the Motherfuckers, Calgary's legendary long-running punk outfit, and Meds. So do check that out if you are able. Uh, Another show of note that's coming up is uh, going on this Tuesday at the Palace Theatre. Ministry and Gary Newman uh, with special guest Frontline Assembly. Looking forward to that on March 5th. So we'll definitely uh, be dipping into some industrial action before I dip out at 10. And uh, in the meantime... I'll let you know that we heard from the Dish Rags, I Don't Love You, from a classic Vancouver compilation. Also in there, SNFU, Rip Chai Pig, one of the greatest frontmen of all time. That was their track, Cockatoo Quill, from In the Meantime and In Between Time, as Mr. Whalen was so fond of saying. And also, No More Moments, from uh, Six Sick Nation. Doesn't get much more local than that, folks. I used to be a skateboard king from their album, Still Going. And still going in the background, uh, a little bit of lifelike courtesy of Dead Bob. Stick around, we're going to hear a new one from Locals Liquor Store, right around the corner, here on the Nocturne Table.
Oh, yeah. Circling the drain here on your weekly indulgence of the Nocturne Table. You're listening to the dying sounds thereof. My name's been Christine. It's been my pleasure to serve you. What did I serve you? Served you a heaping helping of Fear Factory. Cars! Their loving rendition of the Gary Newman hit from a hard compilation. Do check out Gary Newman this Tuesday at the Palace Theater. Hanson Brothers, a nice throwback to the uh, the world of John and Rob Wright. Do check out Rob Wright's new band, Dead Bob, performing at the Palomino next Friday. I'll see you there. Hanson Brothers gave us my game from their album of the same choice. Then Calgary's Liquor Store. As I mentioned, they're just around the corner. Heard the title track off of their new album, Alconaut, and then all too appropriately, Black Flag, bringing it in with Six Pack, and rounding it out there, KMFDM, Drug Against War from their World War III Live in 2003, which is when I interviewed them. If you uh, are interested, check out the video for Drug Against War. It's got some really cool proletariat collage-style animation. That was Dayglo Abortions in the background. I'm going to leave you a little bit of Al Jorgensen and the boys, a warm-up for what we might encounter at the Palace next Tuesday. Stick around. Attention Surplus is up next. I'll see you next week. Hey, this is the Alien from Ministry, and you're listening to Christine on the Nocturne Table on CJSW 90.9 FM. Life will never be the same. 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 Life will never be the same.